What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. No subject is ever taboo. So join us now for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's face it. Welcome to Let's Face It. This is Will Strange. We hope you've enjoyed this. Um, new equipment, new equipment. We're, we're used to that. We're used to that. Um, welcome to Let's Face It. I am in the studio with my girl, Miss Rhea Golf. How are you, Rhea? I'm great. Thanks for having me again. You're so welcome. I love welcome it here. back. You thank love you, it here. Thank you. I do. You love it's it. It's like a little family. Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. We're, we're missing um, Mama Bear. I don't know where she is. I don't know. I don't know. I hope she's always well. I hope she's getting here safely. Yeah. But I know she will be here soon. Exactly. Shout out, Miss Nikki Curry. Exactly. So, how's your week been? It's been great. I was telling you earlier, I had four wisdom tooth holds last Thursday. But other did than you? That, I did. I'm healthy, strong, and I'm ready. I'm back in the game. You had it at one time. At one time. No. So you, you're a champ. I am. I didn't even go under. Only anesthesia. You have a high tolerance of pain? I am, but I didn't have any pain. That's the crazy part. I had no pain. Like, the next day, I was eating meatballs and ham biscuits. Mm. <laughs> have you been, you, you've had to have that for a while? The procedure? Well, it was actually unexpected. I had one unexpected while we were doing it. She's like, might as well pull the rest of them. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Why mm. not? Why not? Oh, <laughs> I have to get my mind right before I do something like that. Yeah. But um, you know what? Today is November the 16th. Thanksgiving is next week. I'm ready. Are you cooking? I am. You know, I'm not a big, I don't cook for the masses. Uh-huh. I cook for myself. So I love my family. What are family. you cooking? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know per se if I'm cooking, uh-huh. but I love my family okay. and we do committees. So I am on the ice committee this year. Okay. So I am bringing a bag of ice. You bring Now, are you going to bring Sonic ice? No, I'm actually going to go to 7-Eleven and pick up two bags of ice. Get the Sonic I know. ice. I know. You just splurge. No, no. It's your family. I know. Like, I love Sonic ice. I don't think. I went from the dessert committee uh-huh. to the ice committee. Uh-huh. I don't think I did very good last oh. year. Oh. 
That's kind of a demotion. It is a very, but, but I did store-bought desserts. And, you know, we don't do store-bought on Thanksgiving. So well, they, you can I, do the patty pie and the patty cobbler. I haven't that, had it. You haven't had it? I didn't. I haven't. Oh. It's been out. For, this is like, what, the second year, I think? <laughs> you haven't had it? I have not. Girl, go get you one. I ate one by myself this week. It was good? Yes, it was good. It's what, always good. So you're recommending the... I recommend the pie, the sweet potato pie. Okay. Um, I don't... I don't like her. She has like a lemon cake. Mm-hmm. I don't really, really care for that one. But mm-hmm. her, she has a apple cobbler and a peach cobbler. Okay. I've had the peach. I haven't had the apple. Okay. Um, and it was pretty good. So maybe if I bring it, they'll. They, they may. They, they may, may promote, promote you. Me. It may, you know, get like a half promotion. It might be co-dessert. She right. can bring in, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah. Good. Um, you know, I was listening to a a song mm-hmm. because as we are approaching, we have just two shows left in this season. And then um, the university is closing for a month. So the show will be gone for a month. And then we'll be coming back in January for our final season here at WODU because I'll be graduating in May. Um, And, of course, this student ran. I won't be a student anymore. So um, that's good news because we'll be looking for a brand new home. I have some different ideas of different platforms that I want to take the show. Um, But just like the, the theme song that we have now is a song that I heard. Um, and when I heard it, it just resonated with me at that time. And it was it's Just Do You um, by India Ari. Mm-hmm. Just talking about you know, just do your own thing, um, stepping out into your purpose. And I think that since I've been doing this show, I've come more and more into myself. Mm-hmm. So the song that I heard this week, and it's an old song, it's called You Will. And it's by um, Jennifer Hudson and Jennifer Nettles, who's of Sugarland, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and it's actually the own song. It's the theme to the own show. Okay. But I was just listening to the words, and you, I, I want you to listen to them as well, because um, it's my track for the week, and it's called You Will by Jennifer Hudson and um, Jennifer Nettles, and it's going to be the new theme song coming back in January for this last season. Nice. Sometimes it's not easy, it's easy to give up. You do your best, seems like your best isn't good enough. Don't let that stop you, stop it in its tracks. Keep moving forward, you don't have to look back. Break down the doors, break through the walls. You already have it all.
You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. Hello there, this is Nat King Cole wishing you all a happy and a Merry Christmas. The joy of living is in the giving. So let's give lots of toys for tots. Toys, toys, toys for tots. Some have too many. Some haven't any. If those who have, give those who haven't. Oh, what a Christmas day. The Marine Reserve will help you. We'll help you fill your sleigh with lots and lots of toys for tots. So give a little toy today. Since 1947, the United States Marine Corps has been helping Santa fill his sleigh, making happier holidays for deserving children right in your community. Go to toysfortots.org and learn how you can make a difference. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Hey, y'all, Cedric the Entertainer here with Niecy Nash, taking a break from shooting The Soul Man to introduce you to Patience. Hi. Patience is a patient at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for anything because all a family should worry about is helping their child live. St. Jude won't give up until they end childhood cancer, sickle cell, and other deadly diseases. Because of you, there is St. Jude. Learn more at stjude.org. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Face It in the studio with my girl, Rhea. How are you, babe? I'm great. You're great. So during the break, we were talking, of course, catching up on things. And you said that you had an epiphany this week, that you actually made a huge decision in your life. I made Let's talk huge. about that. Oh, yes. I'm excited, but yet, this is nerve-wracking, but yet I am super it's, excited. Like you said, it's a good, a good nervous. It is. It is. Um, you know, I've had a great year. Okay. I can um, this time last year, I was thinking of business names, mm-hmm. and in January, I li- launched my own therapy and individual and life coaching business right. called Score Clinical Services. Uh-huh. Um, and I, this is after you got back from DC, right? No, I was here. This is I, I've been here for about three years. Right. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. Um, so in October, I came up with business name. January, I launched my business. Mm-hmm. And um, I've auditioned for TV shows. And right. I became a special guest host. Mm-hmm. And I've been here with you three times. Yes, you have. Um, I, am, I booked a regular co-host position on the Rules Radio Station. Mm-hmm. I've done speaking, um, engagements, panel discussions. And yet, I'm still unfulfilled. Okay. I mean, I've had an awesome year. Uh-huh. So I've decided to, I closed my business. Okay. I'm no longer doing any individual life coaching just for right now. Okay. And I'm going to change my platform to YouTube. Okay. I am going to motivate the masses that way. Okay. Um, I'm all about managing life. And I have had my struggles over the past six months. Uh-huh. And it caused me to reevaluate things. Mm-hmm. What's driving me? Is mm-hmm. it money or my passion? Mm-hmm. And I was definitely unfulfilled. I had a bout of depression. And I'm coming out of it. Okay. So I am 
started my YouTube station called Scoring Your Life, and it's all about managing life, the ups and downs of life. So right. I'm excited. So, okay, so let's go back to your, your thought process okay. in doing this. So you said you felt unfulfilled. Yes. Okay. There right now. Um, and then you asked your question, were you chasing the money or your passion? Yes. That's where I am as well. Um, the bottom line, you know you have to survive. Right. The, the things I feel pull at my heart, and I was sharing with you that I'm reading the book, The Calling Journey by Tony Stolfus, and um, all the things that I feel are pulling me, I don't, I don't see how I can make a living at doing it. Right. Because um, a question that I'm going to ask you later on, um, basically, you know, if money wasn't an object, a lot of people ask you that when they're trying to figure out your purpose. If money was no object and you could do, you know, you didn't have to worry about what people thought, what would you be doing? So um, I know I would be doing something working in the capacity I'm doing now. Different platforms are Mm -hmm. doing it, but just helping people live better lives. Um, I know that everything that I've been through, all the issues, which I'm trying to figure out a platform to to tell my testimony, all of that stuff has worked together to get me to this point. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for me to share it to help other people. Um, So I'm just trying to figure out a way I can do that and still survive. I get it, and I think for me, my um, business, even though it took up a lot of time and uh-huh. energy, mm-hmm. it was not my main source of income. Okay. So it was additional income that I was hoping to get to the point I could quit my full-time job. Right. Um, so I still have a, a regular source of income, mm-hmm. but it is not my passion. I work basically for a paycheck now. Right. And it's hard when you're spending nine hours of your life giving to people and working for a um, company or business that does not tie into your passion. Mm. And I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot. It's, it's a struggle getting up every day, going to a job. Well, I enjoy because I'm glad I'm helping people, but it's not how it's not in the platform. I want to do it. In. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that um, YouTube gives me the platform. To what, what do you think your passion is? What do you think your purpose is? Do you well, know what your purpose is? I do know what my purpose okay. is. My purpose is to help people mm-hmm. live their best life okay. ever. My, I, my purpose is to motivate, give people the techniques. That's what I'm here for. I'm good at that. I'm a great listener. I'm a great motivator. And I inspire people. Mm-hmm. Um, because of some of my um, trials and tribulations in life, mm-hmm. I'm, I understand what people are going through. Mm-hmm. I have not been through everything, mm-hmm. but I've been through enough to know that we all hurting and right. we all want better. Right. And I'm thankful for my journey. Uh-huh. It, it was painful, yeah. but I know it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I want to instill hope to people. Okay. Do you feel like you're called to, because uh, these are all questions that Chuck asked me, are, do you feel mm-hmm. like you're called to a certain demographic or to a certain group of people? Yes. So my ideal... I, my, my niche or my ideal clientele would be um, an individual in their thirties okay. who has done everything you're supposed to do, like okay. go to work, get that degree. We, we did everything life was supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, and we're still stuck. Yeah. We believe in God, but our faith is questioned mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we are existing in life, but not living life. Right, and we want better, but we just don't know how to do it. You're in a good place. I'm in a great place. You're in a good, and you, you're you're glowing. I am. So you're happy about I'm it. I'm so happy. Like, I can say this is the, the best I have been in a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, depression is real. Yeah. Especially when I can say I gave my all, uh-huh. and it's hard when you feel as though your all your all is not good enough. Um, especially when it comes to relationships. I was dating somebody, mm-hmm. and he kind of fell off the earth. I can't say we we stopped dating for a bad reason. We broke up, but he woke my heart up again. He gave me, a, like, he renewed my 
hope in men. Uh -huh. And I was like, wow, is this what people typically feel like? Because I know I've, I've missed this feeling. Uh -huh. um, we're still friends. Um, and I, my prayer is that we can work through whatever issue that we're going through and mm -hmm. hopefully to have a re healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I want to be happy. Yeah. I miss glowing. Well, you're glowing, I baby. You. You're glowing. You know what? That's funny that you said that. I was in church. My pastor preached that um, my ex, who is now a minister of music, um, my pastor preached over at their church. So I went over there to worship. And um, he was just talking about how a lot of times we try to go back to things that God has taken from us right. or has, has delivered us from. And not to say that my relationship was bad, but it's been something I've always been trying to catch. And it's right. been slowing me down. For my no fulfilling my purpose, and he was just like sometimes you just had to pray and wait for God to reposition that person in a different area mm -hmm. in my life. And I can say that for me and my ex, um, we're not back together again, but we're very active in each other's lives in different positions. Right? Um, we're, we're the best of friends now, and we're there in a different place in a different form. But the love and everything is still there. We're just occupying a different position. Right. Uh, so sometimes you know, keep praying on it. You don't know how that person is going to come back into your life. And, and that's it could be the feel. person that helps you get to where you're trying to go. I think if I did not, I mean, it's so funny because you know I never talk about my personal life. Yeah. But, well, you know, we can have this conversation. Exactly. Um, I think he was perfect. Uh -huh. the, I, I don't know how the stories end. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy how we met. He's so different than me. But, honey, it was worth it. I know. It was worth it. And <laughs> I think that if it was not for me, for mm -hmm. him in this situation, I might be still trying to make something work that was not supposed to be, uh -huh. I mean, as far as my business and other areas of yeah. my life. Uh -huh. He made me breathe. Like, uh -huh. he said, to stop for a minute, because I'm always a goer. He said, mm -hmm. stop and just take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? So it's not about how much money he spent. It's just the experience. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I leave it in God's hands, and I think with everything, purpose right so you just never know you're right you're right okay so we have two guests i'll go ahead and introduce them actually tonight um we have this i saw this lady online she was hilarious i mean given our current situation i think we need a little laughter her name is april brucker she actually um is a puppeteer and her one of her what she's most most i guess most well known for is her her puppet called donald j tramp um, and she was actually at the Republican National Convention, and she's the organizer of the largest anti-Trump protest at this year's convention. Um, and she covered the whole presidency, and she's going to be here to make us laugh about, you know, the unlaughable, unfortunately. Right. And then we have someone coming on after that who is talking about following your intuition. Do you follow your intuition? I do. You do? I do. Sometimes I don't know if it's my intuition or if it's my mind, so I can't say I 100% follow my intuition but i would love to hear what she has to say yeah um you gotta trust it, it. yeah well, you have to trust it and, and that's what she's gonna say i know her name is gail harris so she's gonna be calling in in the second half of the show but there's some things in the news we need to talk about you know it really ticks me off when i see people um talk about my first lady who is still my first lady before this other chick gets in office but um you know in west virginia um Let's pull this up. In West Virginia, the I believe it was the mayor, and then it was a councilwoman, I believe, mm -hmm. um, called First Lady Obama, said that she looks like an a ape in heels. Right. <clears throat> so it was two West Virginia officials came under fire for racist remarks about First Lady Michelle Obama, and one of them lost their job. I think two, both of them should. But Pamela Taylor, who is the director of the nonprofit Clay County Development Corporation in Clay, West Virginia, she wrote on her Facebook page, it would be, re she wrote, and I quote, it would be refreshing to have a classy, 
beautiful, dignified first lady in the White House, she said about Melania Trump. She said, I'm tired of seeing an ape in heels. Um, that's how she described um, the current first black lady, black first lady. Um, and then shortly after that, the city's mayor, Beverly Whaling, she co-signed on the remark um, by posting, you just made my day. So I want to know, you know, a lot of people have signed signatures to get both of them fired. Um, like I said, she's one of them has already been fired, the one who originated the message. Um, do you think that they're protected under free speech, or do you think people who have this type platform, when they make racist remarks, they should be removed from their position? Well, I think um, the Beverly lady, She, I, I want to say I read earlier today that she did resign. Oh, think, she did? I think she did. I want to, I, I feel 90% sure that she said that it said that she did resign. Um, I think when you have certain platforms, especially yeah. when you're mayor or elected position, um, officials, mm-hmm. it is difficult for you to go against the president. Because you work for your city, the constituents. Right. Um, <clears throat> how do you go against, your, whether we agree or disagree? Right. I don't think that's right. Um, and our definition of a class varies. Um, it has to vary. It has to vary. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I think that, you know, Michelle Obama. I like how you said that. Yeah, it varies. <laughs> it varies. Because, I mean, she might think that, you know, and I'm not saying that um, Mrs. Trump is not mm-hmm. classy, mm-hmm. Um, but she has some nude pictures out there. Yeah. Um, there's been some controversial things surrounding her. So class is defined upon the person. Yes. But we can't go around bashing people right. just because they look different uh-huh. or it's not your version of class. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like, especially because, as you were saying, you're going to talk about a little bit later, the reactions and the response to the election um, is really, it's not anything new, but it's just shedding light on a lot of racism right. and a lot of hate that's still out here. Um, and this was definitely a remark that I'm sure was fueled by the election. Um even though she's been called this, I think she's pretty. I think she's gorgeous. I think I mean, she is, too. She, it makes me go to the gym. Yeah, it's, it's same thing for my mom. Right. She said that she's an inspiration. So, you I know, it's nothing but hate that fueled that remark. Um, and hopefully you're right, Beverly Whaling did resign. Um, but I think when people, like you said, have these type platforms, there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes to the fame or to the position. Right. You know, you can't always voice your opinion publicly like that. Right. That sh- if she was going to say that, they should have had that conversation at Starbucks. Or Sunday dinner. Or, yeah, at Sunday dinner, right. You should some- keep that in your home. And but you don't put that out there. I and I think she deleted it, and what happened was people who had screenshot it mm-hmm. had shared it. And right. that's what happens. Right, and that's what's wrong with social media. Yeah. People want to rant, rave about their feelings uh-huh. on social media. And it takes one screenshot, one retweet, one share, and your career is over. Over. But, you know, Miss... Um, Obama mm-hmm. has the best quotes. When they go low, you go, go high. high. That was my screensaver. I just got a new phone today. Oh, really? Uh, I went back to iPhone. I had Samsung since June, but I, you know, we had to get up out of that. Right. I'm iPhone Apple. forever. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you want to talk about? You had a, a topic. I did. Um, I don't know if you saw last night on BET and Centric, they did a send off to um, President Obama, and. It was actually really good. They had a lot of artists and people had an opportunity to voice their um, appreciation. We don't all agree with everything, every decision he has made. We are human. Right. And But he made the best decision he felt for the nation. Right. Not individually, but as the country as a whole, he thought he made the best decision. So um, we're going to miss him. We don't know what the next four years is going to look like for us, but the past eight years, I feel as though it's been overall smooth sailing. I think he supported everyone, even their differences, but um, 
they had a great send off. You know, BT. What, what are some thing. highlights that you remember? Um, Janae, Janelle Monet. She did good. Jesse Williams uh-huh. did well also. Um, he, you know, he was up there. He was a little. He had glassy eyes. I'm not going to say he was tearful. And I want to say... There's nothing wrong with being tearful. It's not. Shout out to BET, because, you know, BET could be a little shaky. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they came through last night. Wow. Hopefully, well, I'm sure they'll, they'll play it again. I'm it was, sure. It was on three times last night. I mean... Oh, was it? Yes. You know how BET goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely had to watch that. Um, there was another incident with... Let's see. I believe it was on Roland Martin... He had the guy out there. Do you have any type of anxiety? Regard? I know we were talking about how did you feel mm-hmm. when you first. Did you think, were you surprised about that pre, that your president, Trump, won? I wasn't ready for that. Your <laughs> president. Get, <laughs> it, used, he is my president. Get used to it. Were you, did you have any type of anxiety? Did you, were you surprised? I did. You were? Yeah. Yeah. I was very, I was very, very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought as a Keep talking. I, I just thought as a whole, you know, despite of her being a female, and I guess a lot of people think of, you know, we, we're not ready to be ruled or have a president that's a female. Right. Um, we just look at the greater good of people. Mm-hmm. And someone who has said a lot of mean and hateful things about races and we're going to send you back, I was just really surprised. Exactly. Exactly. But it's purpose yeah. behind this. Exactly. Uh, well, you know what? We have our first guest on the line. I believe she's on the line. Um, as we introduced her earlier, her name is April Brucker, and she's here with President Donald J. Trump. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? We're, oh, jeez. We're doing good. We're doing good. You're talking to Will and to Rhea. Hey. Um, we want to welcome you, welcome you, April, and your friend to the show. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Raya, can I take you furniture shopping? <laughs> oh my God, you're great. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been an interesting uh, last several months. I'm shocked like the rest of the world is. You're shocked. I'm shocked too. I can't believe I'm the president. Uh, we can't believe. We don't know how you managed to finagle your way into the White House, but you know, we're going to have to get behind you, I guess. But let me. Well, let me, well, I can tell. I can tell you how I got into the White House. How, how'd you the get into the White House? The Democrats they love to send email, <laughs> and we love to hack it. Yeah. And that's why I tell my friends, hey, when I have a deep thought, I pick up the phone and make a call. That yeah. way, the Russians can't get me. Uh, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was good. Yes, yes. Let, let me talk to April real quickly, um, Mr. Tramp. President all Trump. right, all right, yes, all right. Yes, I yes. have to go study an atlas, and no, he's not the hot gay guy that's been talking about me on the show. <laughs> Hi, okay. guys. Yeah, the, yeah. I just decided to, you know, like give you guys a little at the beginning. So, uh, how? But so, how's everybody tonight? We're okay. We just got finished talking about your friend, um, the election. <laughs> a lot of anxiety going on. Um, so you led mm-hmm. you 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 led the largest anti-Trump protest at the convention. Yes, I did. Well, he was spokes puppet for Stand Together Against Trump. But uh-huh. uh, to say that I led it, I helped lead it. Uh, the ones that actually led it were Doctors Brian and Gianna Hambly. They're a husband and wife team of doctors that organized the protest. They got all the permits. But but we helped lead it. We did publicity videos for them, and we were in the square uh, raising awareness wow. uh, in Cleveland. That and was, it was it was exciting. It was absolutely exciting because we all really believed in what we did. Exactly. And we were a part of history. Exactly. I, we were doing in our um, 
when we're, whenever we have someone on the show, we always, you know, Google and look through things. And there's been a lot of action around you and what you're doing as far as when you were covering the campaign. So let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. So how did you come up with this character, Donald J. Trump? I really like him. Well, thank you. I came up with him uh, because when initially at the beginning of the Republican debate, you know, you had all the idiots on stage, and that's right. what they are, stupid white men for the most part, and Carla Fiorina was a stupid white woman. I don't know what she was doing up there. Um, and uh, anyway, um, they were all talking, and Donald Trump was up there, and very, you know, and at first he was a joke, but as time went on, it was clear that, you know, he was gaining momentum, and he was becoming, um, you know, basically the front runner. And Donald Trump is the ventriloquist puppet of the Republican Party, because he says all the hateful things that they're all afraid to say, and he's brash, right. and he's just a character. And I named him Donald J. Trump because back in the day, like, a tramp was like a Charlie Chaplin, like a fool, uh-huh. an idiot, right. and Donald Trump's an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like how I saw the picture I posted on the flyer, you in front of Tramp Towers. That was very Yeah, Tramp Towers, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we... Yeah, that's in New York where I am. He's on Fifth Avenue, and apparently he wants to live there instead of the White House. I you heard, heard that. that. Right? So I was, they were talking about that. Now, is, that's, that's not even possible, I'm sure. But I heard well, that's causing well, a lot of commotion up there, right? Traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're president, you require extra security. Exactly. Because, you know, people don't always love the leader of the free world. Right. And, he, and the White House, they're equipped to take care of you, but... You know, he wants to live on Fifth Avenue where all these shops are like, wait, our business is being compromised because you're a fool. Exactly. (laughs) There's like a no-fly zone and everything up there, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is just insane. You know, he's got to be in D.C. where they know how to take care of him. If so, he's going to want to redo the house, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it is. It's the house. Well, I mean, but when you think of it, the White House, it's such a slum. It's got... 30, it's got 32 ba- bedrooms, 38 bathrooms. I mean, they're slumming it there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's the worst place to be. I also I heard know. that he was um, trying to make only a dollar a year. Oh, yeah, he did say so he was going to be so interesting that. what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, well, Ross Perot, believe it or not, history's repeating itself a little bit because Ross Perot was just like a Donald Trump, you know, big mouth billionaire, the thought that he could run the government. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to do when I get there. Yeah. And he was, I think, only requesting a dollar a year, too. But I don't think Ross Perot was nearly racist, sexist, or homophobic. Uh-huh. So there we go. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So back to Donald Trump. <laughs> how did audience around the country, how did they receive him? Well, actually, he, um, the reception was pretty varied. Um, a lot of, when I entertained at the first debate at the Navy Yard, this was the Sanders-Clinton debate, mm-hmm. the Sanders people, they thought he was funny. But then the Clinton people, the one little girl thought that he showed up for real, like the real Donald Trump was there. Uh-huh. But then a bunch of women lined up and they punched him. They got into it. They're like, we've always wanted to do this. And they pun- and they punched my puppet. And there were a few. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, there are a few photos of women punching Donald J. Trump, you know, and I figure, you know what, I get it. I get the anger. This yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. It almost might win us the White House. Um, uh, it didn't, it but didn't. anyway. <laughs> so, but then, um, you know, in New York, the reaction was pretty good, but sometimes you would get some militant Trump people who wrote me nasty notes online. Yeah, yeah t- tell us yeah. about some of those, the more colorful ones of those. Oh, the more colorful, nasty notes. Uh, somebody wrote me 
Um, and are there any language restrictions on the show? Because this you, has some salty language. Really? Yeah, kind of like shoes, because it's a, it's a university website. I mean, university. Okay, how about, how about this? How about this? I'll bleep it out. Yeah, bleep. You, st- you stupid, you stupid bleep. What? Because of people, because of idiots like you, I have to go to school with black people. Whoa. And I'm just thinking they love you too, and it's not because of me, it's because <laughs> of Justice Warren, but who am I to correct you? Jeez. Goodness. Yeah, and then, and then you stupid, and then you stupid, um, C word. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Be respectful to our next president. Uh, then somebody else said, you know, if you don't like it, go back to Mexico. Because apparently, you know, like anybody that doesn't like Donald Trump is Mexican. Oh. But the scariest ones, because he's a puppet, were the ones writing him letters that thought that he was real. People, I mean, the white pe- the white people should have really shot this one out. I'm just saying. <laughs> they, they thought that he was real? Yeah, they thought the puppet was real. Um, they would... They would write him letters, um, Mr. Like they would write him letters telling him, you know, you really because they thought he was Donald Trump. Uh-huh. They said you really need to calm down your rhetoric, like uh-huh. you know, because you need to slow your language down because otherwise Hillary Clinton will win. Uh-huh. Oh, and then somebody else said, you know, I need you to institute the law to lift the felony charge because I want to I want to serve in the army because I punched somebody in a bar fight. And I'm just like thinking in the back of my mind, again, white people, we should have shot this one out. Jeez. Goodness. I, I, I cannot believe it. They thought that um, Donald Trump was a real person. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. And then this guy from, I guess, Bosnia, uh, he wrote me a letter telling me that it was imperative that Donald Trump win, or that it, it was imperative that he won because Hillary Clinton was an evil witch mm-hmm. and a Muslim. Apparently, evil witch and Muslim are synonymous in Bosnia, but I see. But who? But yeah, but I guess stupid comes in all forms mm-hmm. from around the world. Wow. <laughs> I know one of the things here. Um, you know, we, Will and I was talking at one of our local middle schools. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids were are now teasing minorities or go back oh, to no. where you come. Yes, yes. So it's, I think it's a lot of the learned behavior or kids are repeating the things that's being said in, in their home and now it's actually filtering into the school. So one of the principals here had to write a letter home to the parents concerning the, some of the language that the kids are saying. Mm. Well, I guess Stan Jones uh, described it best when he called it when he called this a white lash. Yeah, but it's 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 crazy. It's like, you know, it's like it's like since Trump won, it's like everybody's it's like all of his idiots are going nuts. Yeah. Like if he's a leader, he's going to have to man up and tell his idiots to calm down because yeah, that's yeah. what they are. His well, idiots. he tried to the other day when he said stop it, <laughs> Wait, stop wait, it. Did that really tried? <laughs> I was like, oh god. I guess that's the best he can cut, do. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take five. Yes. <laughs> So you also attended the debates in Las Vegas. What was that about? What what, what was the general feeling that you got there? The general there? feeling in Las Vegas was um, actually I was expecting this big protest in this because I went to the taco truck protest where they built a wall of taco trucks in front of the uh, Trump um, hotel, mm-hmm. and um, and it was pretty funny because all the union people were there and Jesse Jackson showed up. I actually missed Jesse Jackson by five minutes. I was a little mad. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I went to the uh, site where the protests were supposed to be, and Vegas is not a protest city. It's like the space was empty. 
It's like so much for caring about the future of our country, right? Right, right. I'm surprised. Yeah. And this one woman was there, and she was talking, and it was about my, it was, I guess, bilingual education or something, and Mm -hmm. she was talking to an empty crowd. God bless her. She was talking just, you know, to the invisible people. Uh, But um, the crazy thing was is that when I went to UNLV, I mean, there was a lot of school spirit, you know, and a lot of people with opinions, but, but the crazy thing is is that when you watch a debate and you uh, talk to people afterwards, no matter what happens, no matter what the press says, everybody will tell you that their candidate won. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, Trump yeah. will tell you that he won. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trump will tell you he won every time regardless yeah. of what happened. Exactly. Right. And then, you know, and, and, and the Trump people will tell you he won regardless of what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump people were better at seeing it's spinning the truth than than the Hillary people could ever be. Mm-hmm. Like the Hillary people would have been like, yeah, she she was a little soft tonight, but the Trump people, he won. He won regardless. Right. And then it was yeah, sad. That, CNN yeah, put it their was rigged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we talked that we met Beavis and Butthead for real. They're like, who won? The one goes, I don't know. The other one goes, Trump. Who are you voting <laughs> for? The other one goes, Trump. And it was a little scary how like and then, you know how how it was a little scary because. We even met this one touched fellow from Iceland mm-hmm. who was talking to Donald J. Trump like he was a real person. And he told him, you are misunderstood. You're a little rough around the edges, but you're what America needs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That, These are who voted need. for Trump. Yeah. Yes, this, yes, this is a scary thing. These people got out and voted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did, um, do you know if he knows about Donald Trump? The do real Trump? I know? Um, I think the real Trump might, uh, because believe it or not, um, I got to know Roger Stone in passing because uh-huh. I have a friend. I have a friend, Frank Morano, who Frank knows everybody, mm-hmm. and he happened to invite me to an event where Kristen Davis, who was the madam, who um, she was Elliot Spitzer's madam, right? And and so Kristen Davis was trying to run for governor, and Roger Stone was her campaign manager. Mm-hmm. Turns out Roger Stone is a huge fan of ventriloquism. Oh. And Roger Stone liked my videos. So since uh, then, Roger Stone, because he's just a strategy guy, uh-huh. has parted ways with the Trump campaign. But I think Donald Trump knew about Donald Trump. I just have a feeling. Uh-huh. And, I'm pretty sure and he then an, uh, Yeah, and then another freaky thing happened. I was in front of Trump Towers, and somebody from the Trump tent campaign came up and took my photo. So they know. Oh, did they? That yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't scare you? Uh, it it does and it doesn't. Um, it does because it's like, okay, you're letting me know that you know about me, big brother, but it doesn't scare me because yeah. I know the First Amendment of the United States stands behind me. Right. And unlike Donald Trump and his staff, I can read. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You get a point. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Zing. And I'm surprised he has not even reached out to you because knowing the Donald Trump, anybody that pictures him, paints him in an unfavorable way, he's crying he's too proud. and his pride. Will let really, him go. you yeah. think so? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think now that he's president of the United States, he has to be a little better behaved, Ugh. or at least he should be. That hurt. Ugh. I hate to hear that. Well, do you know he complained about the media already about the protest and how he's you know being painted unfairly? I mean, his first day back on Twitter, the first thing he was saying no. is, "I'm complaining about something that he feels as though it's unjust to him." Wait, wait, wait. How's it unjust to him? 
he technically didn't win the election. He didn't win the popular vote. Mm-hmm. He won because the system was unfortunately rigged in the favor of the rich white man. Mm-hmm. You know, it was rigged just in his favor. And he chooses to stay in a place where 86% of the people hate him. Yeah. He's an idiot. Right. You're right. You're right. That's the second time you said Now, this is just his desire. It's not anything he's actively attempting to do as far as stay in New York, is it? Uh, he wants to stay in New York because he says he wants to wake up in his own bed. Well, guess what? You know, Pick you're your president up. of the United States. <laughs> you, you, you know, your bed's in the White House. And yeah. guess what? This is not about what you want. This is about what the people want. Exactly. I know he's going to put up a big fight about it. Is he going to make oh, it yeah, all four years? Know, yeah. It's, well, here's the thing. When you think about it, he's already going back on his promises. First, he's going to repeal Obamacare. Now he's going to reform it. Mm-hmm. First, he's going to build a wall. Now he's going to build a fence. Oh. Oh, and, and, and then... And then if, he's firing and then, everybody. You're fired. He got rid of Christie, yeah, right? Yeah, he got rid of Christie. Um, and, and how did you get rid of him, Donald J. Trump? I told him to build a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have... Yeah, Don, oh, Don, yeah. Get back to work, Donald. Uh, You're supposed to be getting ready for presidency. But yeah, he fired Christie. Oh. And uh, now Obama went from being a Muslim that wasn't born in the United States to now Obama's giving him some extra tutoring. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah. do you have any other, any other characters or Donald um, Trump, the only character that you do? I have a family of 19 children, 19 puppet children. Really? How long have you been mm-hmm. doing it? I have been doing ventriloquism since I've been 13 years old and stand-up since I've been 20. Wow. So what made you venture into the um venture into ventriloquism? It was actually an accident. Um I grew up without cable, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. That was your creative yeah, and, side. Yeah, and I grew up in western Pennsylvania where football's king. And uh-huh. so to make a long story short, my brother played and every Friday night my dad wanted to see the scores because mm-hmm. you want to see how the neighboring teams are doing. And so my dad had to get the local channel because we only had three. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was on the phone arguing with all the people um, at the cable company. And he goes, uh, they go, Mr. Brooker, um, you have to get all the channels. But I only want one. <laughs> and so that's my dad for you. But anyway, um, they eventually, you know, he eventually caved. And we, well, he had no choice. Mm-hmm. And we got 33 new channels. Mm-hmm. So one night we're watching uh, the football scores, like you always do in Western Pennsylvania, enjoying our new cable, because we were finally in the 20th century, because that's what it was then. And uh, there was a special, um, because my dad doesn't do commercials at all, um, there was a special about ventriloquists on. Mm -hmm. And we all tried to talk like the people on there, because it was Jeff Dunham, uh, Paul Lucas, I believe, um, and it was a Negerbergen tribute. Uh, everybody else tried it, but I have my grandma's sideways Irish smile. I was the only one that could do it successfully. And that Christmas, my mother put a Groucho Marx puppet under the tree for me. Oh, my gosh. And that started it. Yeah, that started it. And since then, I've never stopped. It was like kismet. Wow. What are the names of some other characters you have? I know you said you have your dad. Yeah, I have my, well, I have, uh, well, I have my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom's a character. Um, I have Sonny Jones, uh, he's, um, he's, he's a, you know, he's a disenfranchised ladies man. I have Uh Satan, who's literally the comic from hell. He tells bad jokes. (laughs) I have Esmeralda Ganush, who's the worst, uh, fortune teller ever. Mm -hmm. I have, um, Mae Wilson, who's a valley girl. 
who only wants to marry a rich husband, so he dies and she gets his fortune. <laughs> That's all she wants. She's got gold. You have the have accent reason. and everything? Uh, I'm just going to put May on the phone. Okay. Like, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, May. <laughs> oh, my Oh my God. Like, all this talk about the election, you know, I don't do political parties. I only party. <laughs> May, I love your goals. Yes. I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, Donald Trump, he just wants to make the White House white again. And yeah. I don't mind if he, like, invites me, but then, like, I totally might not be into it because I do like black guys. Okay? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I, I mean, say, you know, I got to go back. You never go back. Yeah. Seriously. You know, just like a Kardashian. Yeah. For their career. You know, and even America, we went black and we shouldn't go back. You know, I have like health care and stuff. And, you know, and yeah. it's like, I don't, I totally don't get Donald Trump, though. I mean, his hair is so bad. I mean, with all that money, you think that he would like totally fix it. What about their orange complexion? I don't get that tanning. I mean, like, what did he do? Like, take a bath in carrots or something? <laughs> or did, or is he, like, partially Oompa Loompa? Doesn't he know that orange people sit in the back of the bus? Stop. Oh, God. Did she say orange people sit in the bus? Or they go to the back of the pumpkin patch. Or better yet, they work in, like, the chocolate factory with Willy Wonka, and he doesn't let them out. Yeah. Like, what the, like he let this orange dude out, and look what happened. <laughs> he changed the world in not necessarily a good way. Oh. Oh, my God. And, like, they totally wouldn't let me vote. Something about being a puppet. Uh, discrimination. But then, that's discrimination. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I was voting for the other puppet in that election, this election, and that's Hillary. Duh. <laughs> What's, who's the other puppet? Hillary, you know. Uh, oh, my Hillary. Gosh. Yeah, you know, she's like, you know, she's a political puppet. I uh-huh. figure I'm a puppet. You're a girl. I'm a girl. Okay. You know. It's yeah, like, it just makes you, sense. Yeah, you know, you slept with your husband at one point. I slept with your husband last week. We have things in common. Oh, man. I think you man. should run for president. Yeah, you should. 2020. Yes, made for president I, 2020. I, I know, but I'm, like, totally not experienced. So I need, like, somebody cooler to run with me, like Michelle Obama. Hey, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I like you, May. Yeah. I oh, like my God. Role. I love you guys. As a matter of fact. <laughs> When I marry that 98-year-old and he dies uh-huh. and I totally get all of his money, uh-huh. you guys could be the first to party in my mansion. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to keep you to it. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. And I'm telling him that, you know what, so so what his heart is that, you know? Oh he can go one last time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She's bad. Is Everybody May telling you about her else. plans to, like, uh, to, to marry that old rich yeah, dude? Yeah, she is. She's bad. She is so bad. Yes. <laughs> wow. I just want to get one thing out of the way. I love Michelle Obama. Uh. Who do you think writes all the jokes in my house? <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. Because <laughs> that Milani, that, that classy first lady of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, let me tell God. you something. My wife is the first first lady to pose nude. And we're releasing a sex tape to encourage family values. Well, Donald, you're not going to be in the sex tape, are you? Oh, I am. Oh, but no. she's going to be in it, too. Oh. And it's going to be called Barbara's Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be the lowest selling video ever. Especially if you put Barbara's in there. I know. Oh, wow. Hey, hey, I, I wouldn't do that to America. That's something that both the Democrats and the Republicans can agree on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate wow. you. Yes. Wow. So, so April, what's, what's next? Now that the election's over, what's next for Mr. Trump? What is, what is, well, he, what is he going to um, do in between his duties? 
as well, well what's he going to do well yeah. mr tramp's taking his act on the road and he's doing a show about his campaign at don't tell mama in new york oh, wow. on sunday january 8th at 9 30 he's going to be in it may wilson's going to be in it like everybody's forgotten about me now that the campaign trail's hot but i strategist <laughs> yeah. on this campaign oh gosh and that and that's going to be in new york on january you said 8th january 8th yep wow okay all right. Yeah, you be- know, close and en- close enough to inauguration, but far enough that people get over their election withdrawal. Yeah, exactly. And ho- hopefully, they won't snap any more pictures of you. Right. April. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it was just. But I had. Um, so, but I had one crazy encounter in Cleveland with a Trump protester, though, what who happened? comes up to me. I forgot about this one. And Ohio's an open carry state, and he's a you know, and the Trump supporters in Cleveland. Their slogan shouldn't have been Make America Great Again. It should have been Incest is Best because they were in as Hill. But anyway, <laughs> he comes up and he's got his uh, he's got his pistol on his on his uh, little you know thingy. Yeah. And so he and he's wearing a cowboy hat, which uh-huh. doesn't make him look any more intelligent. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he comes up to me and goes, "Why do you hate Donald Trump?" And I said, "I don't hate Donald Trump. I hate his policies." Because the organization that I was with, STAT, was all about peace and love. And right. so, and, and, and we were peaceful protests because we had been handing out water and we even handed it out to Westboro Baptist, who nobody likes. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he looks at Donald J. Trump and goes, Do you hate Donald Trump? Why do you hate Donald Trump? Like he's real. Like he's, oh, poor baby. <laughs> I know. Hey, did, you, so, did, you, did you answer him? So at that moment, I'm like, if I continue this conversation, I might get shot. Because <laughs> right. he had this look in his eyes like he might assassinate a president. Like yeah. that, like the Harvey Oswald kind of crazy. Wow. So I turned away and he goes, so that's the way it's going to be. A liberal that won't deal with me. Huh. And walks away. Wow. That's interesting. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That is. People are very yeah. interesting yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Well, April, how can people follow you on social media? To know exactly. People can follow me on social media by going to www.facebook.com backslash April Brooker, mm-hmm. like my name, B-R-E-C-K-E-R, mm-hmm. um, or my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com backslash April the Star, all one word, two R's at the end. I'm also April Brooker on Twitter. I'm April Brooker on Instagram, but YouTube wouldn't let me keep my name for some weird reason, so I have an ostentatious handle. <laughs> they wouldn't let you keep your name? They wouldn't let me use April Brooke originally as my handle for some mm-hmm. odd reason. I don't know why. So I'm stuck with April. Does he Star. own it? Does our president own it? Own YouTube yet? He must have. I don't in. know, but if he if he does, I'm so screwed. <laughs> yes, <you are. laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, you are. Well, April, I want to thank you for coming on. Both of you, all three of you, for thank coming you. on. Actually, thank you. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you guys so much. You're welcome, and we'll, we'll try to um, promote you. What, when is it? January 8th, yes. right? In New York. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll put it on our calendar. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. She's great. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Uh, did you hear about, okay, so no, let's talk about your, you said the event that was in Virginia Beach? Yes. Okay. But you know what? I saw there was a, they show a clip about um, some guy, I guess, was in the lunchroom um, and he hit some kid and then somebody on facebook not on facebook on instagram had put that um their child was in class and somebody walked in and 
I, I think they're Muslim or whatever, mm-hmm. and ask them, has their family packed yet? Oh, wow. I mean, it, and as kids, they don't even know what they're saying. I, yeah. I honestly believe Like that you said, it's learned behavior. It's learned behavior, yeah. and they're just repeating whatever their parents say. Yeah. But it's hurtful on a flip side mm-hmm. because we all mix with something. Yeah. None of us was born right here. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we have some kind of other um, nationality inside of us. So it's mm-hmm. just really hard. Yeah. Especially when it's about middle school, elementary school kids are saying, go back to where you came from. Well, I came out of my mama's womb like yeah, you did. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Who how told did you, you get that? here? Yeah. So just unfortunate. Yeah, and then they've even gotten Oprah. Did you see when Oprah? Oh, Oprah. I was, you know, and I'm the world's biggest Oprah, Oprah. fan. But when she made the statement, you know, she was watching, I guess, when Trump had went to the White House and they had the conversation. Um, and I guess she was watching Body Language or whatever. What she said was the former talk show host um, and part-time Lindsay Lohan counselor, she caused some controversy in, over last week when she said that um, she posted a picture of President Obama and President-elect um, Trump. And her caption said, everybody can take a deep breath with the hashtag hope lives. So she said, um, you know, her big mistake in that was, um, and what she knows for sure is that you can never talk about everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in your arguments, she said, with your husband or your children, don't talk about, you know, what everyone should do. What she said, what she should have said was that she can breathe. Right. Um, Because I, one of the biggest things that frustrated me and a couple of my friends is the, the month after, I mean, the day after the election, everybody was posting all these, God, we're okay. God is still in control. God is on the throne. All these memes with this, 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 this. And I'm like, you know what? That's always been the case. Right. He's always been in control. Right. But the God I serve, I know that he gives us free choice. Right. Gives, yeah. And you chose to stay. A lot of them people that I spoke with, a lot of my ex, ex-friends, chose to stay home. Right. Chose to right. be um, really apathetic in the whole election right. process. And now that's why I get kind of frustrated with the people who are out here um, marching who didn't go vote. Right. Because to me, this is like them trying to get partial credit. They didn't right. do the real assignment. But they said, well, at least I can go vote. No, right. you can't go vote. And you didn't turn out. And I guess one of my frustrations is also with the football player, Kaepernick, the one that's kneeling. Uh-huh. He didn't vote. He didn't vote? He did not vote. And I just feel as though. Again, as a part of the system, the whole. I just feel as though your only job was to go out and vote. Yeah. Exercise. Stand up for the cause that you're, right. yeah, you started this. All this stuff you've been posting. I mean, yeah. it's just people in general. We post all this stuff on Facebook, and we're going to do this. Vote. That's all you had to do was sh- show up. Yeah. And it was crazy how um, um, I saw on social media, my cousin texted me that morning of the day of the election, and it was this, this African-American lady, 2008, um, met Senator, he, at the time, Senator Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this small town. About 20 people are in there. Disappointed. He's disappointed. Mm-hmm. One lady yells in the background, fired up and ready to go. Yeah. And he took her on his campaign. So they always say, fired up. And the person say, ready to go. One person started something that changed exactly. the country. I mean, changed a small town, the state multiple states in the country. One person has so much power, yeah. but we give it away. And she, didn't, she doesn't even have the national platform that he has. He just said fired and up. Hit the word, you know, what? what is it, Kaepernick? Yeah. He started a whole movement across the country. Right. Even people here on the football team here at ODU. 
a lot of those people um, did the same thing. Right. Um, so I wasn't. Was he vocal in the point that he wasn't going to vote? No. Somebody asked him, and he said he before. Didn't vote. No, oh, after. after. Okay, right. I was going to say if he did it before, then his influence probably trickled down through a lot of people. Right. So I, mean, I just think we have all the power. Yeah. We are always waiting for someone to save us. Yeah. Save yourself. Yeah. Do your part. Yeah. Vote. Yeah. And now we see what happens for the next four years. Jeez, 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 jeez. It's okay. Yeah. Get well, ready. I don't know. But you know, I'm all, I'm Oprah. I'm a huge Oprah fan. Um, I look for it every year when we have our Oprah favorite things. Uh-huh. Um, I just think Oprah could have done more. Yeah. She had a huge platform. Yeah. But she wasn't. I, I, I didn't see her out there typically as I've seen her out there in the uh-huh. past. I think she voiced why she didn't do that, but she did want to make it known that she was supporting right. Hillary. And that's fine because I, I mean she's not a politician by no means, uh-huh. but she has influence. And um, but it's still not her responsibility. We know we have the right to vote. We didn't do it. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. but Oprah needs to do better. Let me ask you a question about this. We were having a conversation. I'm not even going to say where because mm-hmm. it would tell who it is. But a female said that um, she felt like Hillary was well qualified to run the country, but she does not feel like she should have ran the country because she said, as women, you guys are emotional creatures. Okay. Do you feel like that would have hindered her ability to run the country because she's, when it comes to certain decisions, oh, my God, you look like, you look like you're about to agree. No, I, I'm going to agree that say, yes, we are emotional creatures. Uh-huh. We are. We're the nurturers in our household. Uh-huh. But women, When you it know, came to making those tough decisions. Women like, come through all the, the time. Um, even when we are CEOs of companies, even in our household, the man leaves. So in, in the background, we're manipulating our men to a certain extent. Uh-huh. Y- you um, are. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, women are awesome. We are awesome people, and we're mm-hmm. very strong. We are resilient. We are flexible. Mm-hmm. We can go with the flow. And because we are emotional, does not make it a bad thing. We're okay. human. Okay. But so I, you think they could have aided in her running the country? I think that she's 100% less impulsive than what he is. So I think even though she's emotional, she does not react off of her emotions. And we're all emotional people, but what do I do with those emotions? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think she could have done it. Mm -hmm. She's well qualified. She's held different positions um, within, you know, the government. Mm -hmm. She's not likable. I mean, Mm -hmm. no offense. Um, Why? I mean, she's she's a little stand. I mean, I don't know. Is it because she's stern? I wonder if she's like that because she is a woman, and if she was huggy hugging all that kind of stuff that they wouldn't. They've already they're already not taking her, right? You know, and I agree with that too because I think sometimes as women, even me going into important meetings, uh-huh. I feel as though I yeah. have to be assertive. I yeah. have to be a certain way because you're not going to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing you see one is I'm female, and then on top of that, I'm black. Yeah. So I feel as though I have to go in there with my stuff together. So I get that part. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's email. I mean, I get it. You know, I think now Pence has his now, own. what about the email? The e- both times it came back that there was nothing really. She, she shouldn't use the private email. I think Pence is having his own issues with. Oh, yeah, with the email with that the he's email. trying to keep. So, I mean, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, politics is tricky. Yeah. And I don't, it's unfortunate that we chose a man who does not like majority of our country. Yeah. Versus someone you just did not want a female ruin the yeah. country. Yeah. A lot of people, which, I mean, I guess, in retrospect, I was upset hearing it the first time they were, like, the lesser of two evils. When I, I never considered her evil. Oh, no. But basically, uh-huh. like you just said, yeah, this guy who pretty much hates half of the country right. wants to take away a lot of things that would help a lot of people. Right. Um, and then her and her emails, which I, the emails, that was a bad decision, but I don't think it disqualifies her from being president. And it was just only the emails, right. whereas with him it was, the let me grab your this right. and it was all these right. things that came up and still 
the country elected him. But it was not by the popular vote. So what do you think about this electoral college? I heard on the 19th, I think, of December, um, there was a petition that I mm-hmm. was, that was passed around on Facebook mm-hmm. where people want to sign to get them to, I don't know anything about it, but they were saying that there's a meeting on December 19th when I guess the people in the electoral college get together and they have to, I guess that's their official vote. Right. So I think they're wanting them to break tradition pretty much and take that back, which has never been done, I don't think. And I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, the unfortunate part, um, because we didn't vote, yeah. um, we have Republicans running the Senate and, and the, the House. House. Yeah. So you, why would they go mm-hmm. against, because they didn't want Hillary to win anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the petition is great. I think Electoral College needs to go away. Yeah, um, or, we, or, or it needs to be revamped. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't have the popular vote, clearly people don't want you. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. But, of course, in order for that to happen, let's just say they do pass it, um, f- uh, a certain number of states has to adapt it also. Oh, so then okay. you have you have it's going to be a long haul. Yeah. And, of course, we're saying it needs to be done because Hillary didn't win. But, I mean, of course, if Donald Trump, if it was vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, we might be looking at something a little bit different. But we have a lot of hurdles to cross before we get there. That's true. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. It's a dream. I swear I'm going to wake up one morning and they're going to say, surprise. Girl, if you ain't woke you. up yet, <laughs> you've been asleep a long time. I've been asleep for, what, a week now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness. My goodness. But um, what else you saw? In the news. Oh, you know my girl, Wendy Williams. Okay. Wendy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Most of them, I don't like her. Is she going through a divorce? I know her husband was doing some tricky things. He's his man- her manager. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything else, but I heard that they were going through a divorce. Right. And I knew that he was the manager. Right. Other thing. Okay. Right. That's a rumor. I don't know. It's right. Um, I kind of lost respect for her when she did that whole... Um, about HBCUs thing. Oh, really? I was like, come on, Wendy. That mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, especially when you have a platform. Yeah. Be mindful of what you said. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about the Cosby show. It's supposed to be coming back on TV. First of all, I didn't know. Oh, you were, mean the reruns? Yes. Okay. I didn't, I, didn't, know, I didn't realize they were still gone. Well, first of all, I didn't know they were gone. Oh, yeah. I remember when they were gone because those like, um, what was his name? Bill Cosby. Mal- Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yeah, okay. You know, they were losing their resi- their residual checks. Mm-hmm. And to them, you know, it was really, they were feeling it. Right. So they were asking them. I remember during the media, they were asking them, you know, how they were feeling about that. Gotcha. Um, but it's, wh- when did they say it's supposed to come back? She didn't say, but she her <clears throat> question was, is it too soon? Hmm. <laughs> Why think. would it be too soon? I mean, because it's still... Because he's still going to court. But I think his last thing, he won against that one, right? I don't, I, I'm like not, a couple I haven't been following ago. it, but I just know, I guess her opinion was, um, because he still has, I guess everything is not unresolved. Mm-hmm. Is it too early for him to come back? Well, whenever it comes back, somebody's always going to bring that back up. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, like you said, you didn't even know it was gone. I didn't. So, I don't think so. I don't think so, either, especially when we have a president-elect yeah. who's been accused of some of the things yeah. that Bill Cosby had. And his situation before. was here and then gone very right. quickly. It was, it was like a matter of fact, like, oh, it's okay, this is what we do. It was locker yeah. room talk. Yeah, locker room, yeah. And then you dragged, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, Cosby, Bill Cosby definitely had a platform. He definitely should have done better. Yes, he should have been consequenced if he did do what I was mm-hmm. not there. Um, but... Do we stop a whole TV show yeah. that empowers that so many yeah. families mm-hmm. that show what real families? I mean, granted, it's a TV, but you have a, a 
parent, an African-American male parent who's a doctor, and mm-hmm. you must, a, a, the wife who's a lawyer. Right. It, it set the tone. It gave a lot of people hope. A lot, exactly, what well, they could aspire to. Right, right. so mm-hmm. you took that from them as a And that's actually today, in the today's time, because that was like big in the 80s, right? Right. That mm-hmm. show, today, I mean, that's a model for a lot of our families yes. now. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, showing them the possibility. Is. Yeah. Hope. Bring it back. I know. Bring it back. If mm. we don't see it, we don't believe it. Exactly. We need a visual yes. to follow. Um, okay, so let's let's go over my Black Planet. I like I, I still watch the I get them in my email every morning, and I like to read the comments that the people say. Okay. So let's see here. FL Gemini thirty three. I guess that's Florida Gemini mm-hmm. thirty three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted or she posted. We invented the telephone so we wouldn't have to type out messages anymore. And now all we do is type out messages. Do you prefer the type? Do you prefer the text or do you like phone conversation? I'm a texter. I'm a texter. Um, if I'm dating you, uh-huh. I think we should talk on the telephone. But I mean, I'm I not still a needy like person. Texting. Let me just say this. I'm not a needy person. I could talk to you once a week, see you twice a week, and text about Really? Rest. If you're dating somebody. Okay, that's not. It's, I mean, I, could, I mean, once a week. But I me, mean, we would stay in contact via text message. Okay, we'll talk twice a week. Like, we don't have to oh, I thought you were talking about including text. No, 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 no. I guess no, no. We can talk on the telephone once, twice a week. We uh-huh. can, we could date, go on dates twice a week, and we could text the rest of the day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have okay, careers, yeah. lives. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as long as I know, it's, it's a sweet thing. Thinking about you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I'm big on. Images like the memes and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I have a Bitmoji. Do you have one? No. Oh my God. You don't know what Bitmoji is? It look, my Bitmoji is like an avatar, but she looks just like me and she really <laughs> expresses my really? feelings. Yes, let me show you her. Oh this my is, gosh. This is my Bitmoji. Let me see. And she says so many things. Oh, and wow. like, oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Yes. You have to get okay, your Bitmoji. I'll have to get me one. And well, I need to find some other date first. I'm not even doing that. But yeah, me either. I'll clearly. get one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens? Yeah, well, we're preparing. Okay, okay. So yeah, I I um I'm a texter. I like to text, and it ticks me off when I text somebody and they call me back. Really? Sometimes I won't answer. I text. I say I called. I text you. Yeah, I'm in a meeting right now. Text me. Okay. Well, I need you yeah, to not be busy. so rigid out. Uh. Okay. So pure karma. I think I know this person. Pure karma. Thirty five said one day. Someone's going to see my heart and soul. Maybe then heaven will decide the time is right for me. I don't want to be alone anymore. Are you tired? Are you rushing the process? No, but I understand. Do you feel like this sometimes? Are you a romantic? Or no? Well, you can't be romantic if you're settled for just seeing somebody twice a week. How many times? I mean, in the beginning, wait. (laughs) 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 I ain't fooling with you tonight. Uh, Um, I understand her pain. Yeah. I do. And or his, we don't or know. his, his mm-hmm. or her. I don't know who she is, or mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. Um, I get it. I mean, especially when you have prayed and you think you think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, we desire. I think as human beings, we want connection with others. We desire love. Right. So it's hard. The waiting stage is difficult. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Are you actively wanting today, or are you have you put out your mind? You know, if it comes along. That's going to come along. Are you more focused on your career right now and getting your new business? Or are you still hoping, you know? I hope. Yeah. I mean, I think. It's cupping season. It's holidays. Well. This is going to be my second holiday season. For some reason, God just takes people away right before the holidays. I mean, I thought something was going to work out. It didn't work out. So I'm like, ugh. I 
think I, I, I am. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm a hopeless romantic by no means, but I desire a husband. Uh-huh. Um, I pray for him every night. So uh-huh. Whoever he is. He's yeah. Last time you were here, we I remember we read right. that letter, and you were. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, but you know what? It's so funny because the guy that I was just recently dating. Uh-huh. Um, God, I'm telling you that that man woke my heart up. And really. Kind of fell off the earth. I, I can't tell you what happened. He uh-huh. just, we just. Just gotta, so it's no love loss. So it's definitely something that, you know, if it's meant to be, it can definitely rekindle because nobody did anything malicious Wrong, to either yeah. one of us. Um, but he gave me hope. Mm-hmm. He let me recognize, okay, okay, God, I think you hear my prayers. Like, right. Really? Right. So she can do it. She can do it's it. It's coming. Pray okay. on it. <sighs> All right. You sound, wait, wait, don't sound so sad. He's yeah. coming. Like, whoever. I mean, your person. You know, I don't. Too. Hey, your person is coming. I, but I, I, I can honestly look at my life and see exactly like in the book. I can. I've done the work. I've looked at my life and I see exactly. You know how God can get. Has God ever given you a peek into your future? Yes. So I, I see somebody right now, and that's probably one of the reasons he ended my, my relationship because my relationship was first. Right. And there were a lot of things I know that he wanted me to do that I didn't do because right. I put my relationship first. Right. So I know the process, and I know that anything I've tried to start things, and for some reason, like you said, it won't work out. Right. So I know that there are things that I'm supposed to be doing right, right now to prepare for the bigger picture. Right. And then that will come along, and, right. and I'll be ready for it. Right. But right now, if it came, I think I'm too, now I use the word, I'm too thirsty right now. Right. I get that it. That I would... Everything else, I wouldn't be focused. Right. So, I, I, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, because God's not going to give you something you're not ready for. Exactly. And um, I know you talk about your, your life coach, my mm-hmm. my person, as I call them. Um, she, We are doing a lot of work on me internally. And some of the things that this experience with this person brought up, I was like, oh, I didn't know, realize this was an issue. Mm-hmm. And... Now that I know it's an issue, I'm able to work through these issues so I can be whole. Like, right. I thought I was whole, but until you experience some things, you're like, ooh, ooh, I should continue to work on this area. So I'm excited about my future. It's going to be great. We're going to be happy. You're going to be happy? We, we are. are. Yeah, we, we are. are we, be are. Happy. we are. I've, I've already professed that 2017 is going to be my year. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, a lot of people say, this is going to be the best year I've had. I've never said that. Right. But I believe 2017, everything that I have been through in my entire XX years on this life, I believe right. God is bringing to a head. Yes. Where He's prepared me now mm-hmm. and He's ready for, to release me into something. Exciting. So, uh, yeah, 2017, I think it's going to be my year. It is. Yeah. You have a great send off that we're going to prepare yes, we for are. you. I yes, can't we wait are. for it to be yes. exciting. Yes. So, our next guest who's calling in again, she is Gail Harris talking about intuition so we can see if we follow our intuition. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's going to I don't know if I, I don't know, because I'm not even sure of the, the definition of intuition. Okay. But I know I had a pastor, I've had many pastors, but mm-hmm. I had a pastor a couple of years ago, probably about eight years ago, who was talking about when you can tell when God is in something. Okay. Because there's peace. Right. Um, there's no chaos going on. And when you're, when you're doing the right thing, you have peace about something. And Oprah's really big on it. She never makes a decision until she has peace about something. Mm-hmm. And she'll just let things sit there um, until she feels peace about it. Right. So I don't know if that's a part of following your intuition Mm -hmm. or not. But um, I think that's a a strong part. Do you follow your intuition? I like to say I do. And I I think I I have a very – God speaks to me. Uh And he is clear. But it's me that don't follow direction. Uh Like I can say that um, the last time I saw my friend, when I walked away, Mm -hmm. God said, you're not going to talk to him again. It was as clear as that. Really? It was. And I know that sounds crazy, uh-huh. but I, this happens a lot to me. Like he lets me know. Okay. 
All right. Well, our, our next guest is on the line, and again, her name is Miss Gail Harris, and she is an intuition coach. So we're going to welcome to the show now Miss Gail Harris. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Will? We Thanks are, for having me. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, so we were just sitting here talking about whether we both follow our intuition, and I'm not even sure if I know what intuition is. So can you clear us up with what is intuition? It's uh, such an important question, Will, because it really is one of those words that means different things to different people. I'm finding out this more and more as I work with people. But, like, I've heard a, a sudden flash of insight mm. or a direct perception of truth independent of any reasoning process. Lately, somebody told me, because I have a local meetup group that I do here in the Boston area, mm-hmm. and lately somebody said a, re- a repository of all of their experiences. Mm. So, you know, it, 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 it's a yeah. personal thing. And so I would like to say what it means for me. And okay. so for me, it means all that and more. For, I believe that intuition is guidance, actually, from that which is greater than ourself. Mm-hmm. Call it source, spirit, or a higher power, mm-hmm. which we are a part of. So it has our best interests at heart, mm-hmm. which is where the trust comes in. I, I believe that our, when we trust our intuition, it keeps us in harmony with ourself and everything around us. So I have a, you could use the word spiritual, but like a spiritual experience with intuition. There, there's many levels to it. And as I become more um, connected with my intuition, my understanding of it deepens, as does my own awareness of myself and myself in relation to God or source or spirit. So is that, so is it that inner voice that speaks to you? Yes, absolutely. Like that is, that is how I hear it. I hear it through that inner voice. Like I believe that when we trust our intuition, mm-hmm. we're trusting ourselves. And when we don't, we're not, basically. But we all have it. It's like that inner voice that speaks to us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, you know, somebody might not believe the same thing that I do, that it's connected to God or source or mm-hmm. a higher power. I but it it, the yeah. bottom line, it's that inner voice that knows what we need in any given moment. Mm-hmm. I wonder, but my, my, my thing, because I was just explaining to her where, I don't 100% all the way. I'm getting better now, but I don't always follow it. Because sometimes I'm like, well, is that me making this up in my head? Or is that my intuition? Is that God speaking to me through that little voice? That's That, that's, that small voice, mm-hmm. still voice. How, yeah, how that, you... that it is. It is that small, still voice. I mean, the, the, the trick is, you know, or the $60 million question is how to, you know, we to learn how to distinguish that mm-hmm. small inner voice. Mm-hmm. And it's, they call it small inner voice for a very good reason, because we're not taught to right. <laughs> listen to it. So that's why. But, so we have to learn how to distinguish our intuition from everything else, which is basically our thoughts and feelings, you know, that negative inner chatter that we all have, blah, 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 those uh, knee-jerk reactions we all have, and even that tendency to... Um, default to logic out of habit or when we're afraid. Exactly. exactly. This question just came to mind. Is that synonymous to when people say follow your gut? Yes. And, you know, you bring up a point because there's so many different words for it. Mm -hmm. And, again, words really only point at what I think is it's hard to talk about these things because, for one thing, we're not taught to trust it. And 
you know, we each of us may have slightly different um, definitions of it. And right. for myself, for, for me, it really is a connection to a higher power. And forget that. We don't have the words to talk about that. So we have to point at it in different ways and, and also be very clear you know, with what we're saying to each other. Like when I work with a client, I have a curriculum that I teach people how to make decisions uh, based on trust, on the kind of trust that I was explaining. And like the first thing we do is we get our semantics straight so that we actually, we, each of us knows what the, what the other one is saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know a lot of times I hear people say they don't, they don't hear the voice or they don't have the voice. Do you believe that everyone has the inner voice or the intuition? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and you know what? I think that people say that, but I think they don't realize how often they actually do hear it. They just, they just respond to it without even being aware of it. And, and I think in this journey, or for me it's a journey to become more and more connected to my intuition and to discover who I really am, because I believe that I discover who I am and who I am unfolds when I connect with my intuition. And, like, awareness is everything. You know how, like, in real estate it's location, location, Uh location? Uh Well, in this journey, in this realm, the one that I'm referring to, it is awareness, 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 because that person probably follows their intuition so much more than they realize it, but if they knew it, then it would be more muscle building. It might be easier for them to follow it the next time, like mm. any, like, like lifting weights or anything like that. You know, it's right. like it's the awareness of it that counts so much in this journey. Hmm. Right. So does that make sense? It, it, it does. It makes it a does. lot of sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people are, li- uh, are thinking it's going to be this deep, dark voice that's yeah. going to go this way. Yeah. And it, it's not like that. It's yeah. more like a, I can feel as though I feel as though God, I'm going to say God speaks to me. That's where my intuition comes from. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like he speaks to me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it's like more yeah. like, it's like a fleeting thought mm-hmm. or a thought that just comes to mind that mm-hmm. says, you should do this. And then you can't have a discussion with it. It just tells you what you should do. It's up to you to make a decision on how you're going to move forward. Exactly true. You know, and it's really, I mean, you're really pointing at a, a key thing, which is what kind of life do you want to live? You know, I mean, do you want to live your life based on following your own inner truth? Because if you do, you really got to make it a priority in your life because it, things go against it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really not reinforced in this society. And I, I always say that this, that I liken learning how to trust and follow your intuition the same as if you were going to learn any art, sport, or craft. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to practice. You're not mm-hmm. gonna, if you don't know how to play the piano, you're not going to sit down at the piano the first time and know how to play, right? right. It, takes, it takes practice. But you know what? With this analogy, I would say it would almost be like sitting down at the piano for the first time and expecting yourself to play with your hands tied behind your back. Exactly. Because, <laughs> because we don't, there's just no, there's not support for it. Well, I mean, company is... You know, your company is stronger than willpower, actually. You really have to surround yourself with people that 
that it's important to them, you know, and put and, and that's trust. That's an example of how you might follow your intuition, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, say you're a person, and everywhere you go, you're surrounded by these people that are full of negativity or whatever it is that doesn't feel right to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that inner voice will say, "Oh, this is. I gotta. I need to make a change." You know. So right there, that's a decision, and you'll listen to that inner voice, right? And then it'll even tell you what to do. It may tell you, you know, shift classes. It may tell you move across the country, whatever it is. And it may not come on demand, but as you, I think you both know, it, it, will, it will tell you when, when it's right for you to know. Right, right. Do you think that this is, because to me it definitely sounds like it's, a, it's a, a spiritual experience to where you have to get to a position to where you're quiet and to where you're still, where you're, 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 you're one with yourself. Maybe possibly through maybe learning meditation um, techniques or whatever, because just because yeah, of life, you're so you're so clouded with so many thoughts going through your head. So you need to be able to recognize when that intuition kicks in. Do you believe that's true? Oh, without a doubt. And that's why it has you have to make it a priority. It mm. really has to be the center of your being. I call it like a life project. It mm-hmm. has to come first mm-hmm. because otherwise there's just too much noise. It's right, just exactly. Life is too, it's so complicated these days. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that um, you have to know who you are? Because if you know who you are, you'll know what the voice is for you versus knowing it's somebody else or an outside voice trying to tell you to go somewhere a different direction. Does that make sense? <sighs> Absolutely, but you know what I would say to that? I would say that your intuition reveals to you who you are. So it's mm. really one and the same thing, because as you listen, like you, you come to know more who you really are. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and actually, what the kind of journey that I'm talking about is exactly that. It's coming to know who you really are beyond the roles and labels, beyond myself being a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur and a writer and a coach. And it's like, that's just, that stuff changes, you know, but there's like, exactly. It's it's coming to know who you really are. Mm -hmm. And that's like a very profound thing if you really sit with that. That's what we're talking about here. Right. And I love how you said your intuition can tell you to move across country. It might not be within society's norms. You might be beating down your own path and going mm-hmm. down your own direction. So just because it's not a safe thought or mm-hmm. a safe um, idea does not mean that it's not the right thing to do. Right. Correct. And that's exactly true that it will be your own unique divine plan. I use the word divine because for me it is a spiritual mm-hmm. um, journey. But so uh, with our, our, you know, I'll put it this way. There is this, if I might, there is this amazing Greek word, it's called arate, A-R-A-T-E, and there's no one word, like a literal, literal translation for it in English, mm-hmm. but an ar- your, the arate, arate of something is its highest expression, so the highest expression of a glass is to hold your favorite beverage, the, ha- the arate, the arate is to hold a beverage, that the arate of a racehorse is to run swiftly. Well, mm, what okay. is the arate of a human being? Your arate, the highest expression of who you are. And I believe, and I've experienced it, that when, our, when we trust our intuition and follow it, our, the highest expression of who we are will, will take place, will be revealed, will be become who we are. That's what chills to me. Because I, I heard what you said, but 
<clears throat> parallel to hearing that, mm-hmm. I, I spoke before you said that was basically to be cr- connected to the creator, which is basically yes. the person who sends mm-hmm. that instinct. When you trust your intuition, that's exactly what you're doing. You are putting creation itself yeah. underneath your wings, yeah. you know? That's what you're doing. I mean, you can wow. move mountains. It's like yes. when we... What, we're talking about trust. This is exactly what we're talking about. What, what is divine order? Is there such a thing, you know? I mean, that's what... That's what trusting truly, why do we trust our intuition, right? right because right, we believe right. in there's like a, a goodness or a divine order. I mean, I'm, I'm asking the two of you because you seem like you're on the same wavelength as me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think um, for me, it's, it's definitely like face. It reminds me of a face walk. Um, I'm mm-hmm. listening. God is giving me an intuition, telling me to do something, and I right. have to believe or have faith that this is going to work out according to his plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I right. do agree. Right, you have to trust, and sometimes there's not a lot of evidence, but that's what trust is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like I said earlier, I'm not all the way there, but I think I'm learning to trust it from mm-hmm. learning from the experience of, of of not trusting it in the past. Mm-hmm. And then looking back and saying, you know what, something told me. Mm-hmm. That word something, right. something told me that mm-hmm. I should have done that and I didn't right. do it. You know, nobody's all the way there. Yeah. And, like, that's the whole thing. It's like when you're exploring mm-hmm. this higher power, that, like, good and bad and failure and success, it's like doesn't even come into the conversation. It's right. like, you know what it is? It's if your intention or your intent, if that is in the right place, then everything that happened will be for your learning. Mm. And that's, that's an expression of divine order to me. You know, these are all my, this is my opinion on things, mm. you know, my experience that I'm sharing. Yeah. So why do you think it's important to be aware of your intuition now more than ever, ever? Oh, I, I because of, I believe it's our it's our lifeline. As I was saying before, that life is so complicated these days. I mean, there's so many different aspects of our life vying for our, our attention, right? Our work, right. our kids, our spouse, our personal endeavors. So, how do we choose? How do we prioritize? And what is the basis for the choosing? Mm-hmm. Our intuition, I have experienced, it guides us to make the choices that are right for us. Mm -hmm. Not somebody else, not Mm -hmm. somebody next door, not somebody who we think we should be, but right for us and our situation, Mm -hmm. you know? And these situations are often very complex. But the good news is, is that if you do trust, like Mm -hmm. say, for example, so I want to do one thing, my husband wants to do something else, and my 13-year-old son wants to do the third thing. Mm -hmm. So how do I, as the mom, you know, decide, okay, what we should do. And so what I can trust or have faith in is that when I'm guided that, okay, well, we should do A and then B and then C, if I follow that guidance, then even if my husband doesn't like it or my son doesn't like it or I don't like it, I can still, like, bank on it. You know what I mean? I can still trust that the highest expression of harmony is unfolding. And again, these words, it's hard to really talk about this, this, mm-hmm. this journey. But did that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Well, so <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier that you are an author. Tell us about your books. Sure. Well, um, Your Heart Knows the Answer okay. is like Intuition 101. It yeah. teaches us how to listen for and then trust our intuition, like I was saying before, by learning how to distinguish it 
from everything else, mm-hmm. like I said, our thoughts and feelings and things like that. And then it gives us practice on acting on that. Because, you know what I mean, if you, it's like you have to act on it. Otherwise, you can listen till the cows come home, right? But if you don't act on it, then you're not going to you know, reap the benefits, so to speak. Exactly. Okay, so that, and then Finding Zoe is my other book, and that is uh, more of a big picture story, mm-hmm. and that is my co-author's memoir, and she is a former Miss Deaf America named Brandy Raris. And the story shows, it's an unbelievable story, the story shows how, uh, how by being true to herself mm-hmm. and her dreams, Brandy was led to adopt the daughter that she had been waiting for her entire life. It also shows how Brandy's life intertwined mm-hmm. with Zoe's first four parents and how each of them, by doing what they felt was right for themselves, trusting their intuition, by doing what they felt was right for themselves and right for Zoe, which was make the gut-wrenching decision to let her go, mm-hmm. that actually allowed Zoe to find her true home. So it's pointing, the story points to that divine order and timing that I was talking about before, and that we're all connected, you know, we're all one. And I wrote the book in such a way so that if you think about it for a couple of minutes, you can see how these divine truths are present in your own life. Wow. Nice. That sounds good. It does. <laughs> yeah. Is it available on Amazon? It's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Is, is that book available on Amazon, or how do we get it? Sure. Well, uh, let's see. So Your Heart Knows the Answer is available through Amazon.com. And I want to say about Your Heart Knows the Answer, I actually, there's chapter two, which really teaches you how to distinguish your intuition from everything else by five different characteristics. That actually you could download on my website. But so that book you could buy on Amazon. And Finding Zoe is in bookstores everywhere and or, you know, or on Amazon online. Nice. So how do you work with people? Are you doing coaching or... Well, you know, I, I do two separate things, but they are related. But what, my coaching with people um, in terms of the intuition, I'm, I'm really more like a teacher. And it's, it's not for the masses, but, that, you know, that's okay. I, I guide you on a journey where you can come to know who you really are beyond the rules and labels as, as part of a higher power. Mm-hmm. You are in charge of the process and take it where you want it to go. And there, there actually are no particular end results. The end result is the experience of knowing who you are, which probably pales to anything you could imagine. I mean, it does for me on a daily basis. It's really like heaven on earth, really. It's shifting the awareness. I mean, so it it goes way beyond goals. You know, it's not that most people are looking for a coach that's going to help them to achieve their goals. So this is really a very different thing. I mean, knowing who you really are which to me is knowing your true power. I mean, that is your birthright. All you have to do is claim it like an heir claims a throne, and I I guide people how to do that. And like like I said, it's not for the masses, but it's, I mean, if if I've sparked something with anybody, definitely be in touch. It's like that arate unfolding that I was explaining before. I help people to explore their own arate. Right. You want to add that to your vocabulary? Yes, I'm going to add that to it. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's a great word. I like it. (laughs) And you also work with authors too. How do you, how do you work with authors? I do. It's um, you know it's quite an, an awesome process. Really, it, it starts with somebody having a great story to tell, and not being not wanting to or being able to write it themselves. They don't have the time, the skills, or the courage, but they have a vision. You know, they know if they could only get what's inside their head and heart on the page, they'd have an amazing book. 
that people would be engrossed by mm-hmm. and learn from. So if you, if somebody would be interested in working with me, you know, we'd meet, we would spend hours and hours talking, and I would learn all about um, that person's vision for their book, their personal, professional goals, and I would tell them, uh, uh, you know, about myself and what I feel that I could bring to the project. It's chemistry is so important with right. something like this, as is trusting the person. And, you know, we're really talking about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I, I work with authors to write their memoirs or self-help books, like Finding Zoe was that. Uh, you know, even a self-help book tells a story. Right. But, like, with a memoir, you're looking for that story arc, which is really like pu- publishing jargon for, like, finding that underlying thread that keeps moving the story forward. You also have to tell the story in the universal voice, and what that means is that even if the reader hasn't had the same exact experiences that you have, they can still identify with what you've gone through mm-hmm. and what you're trying to say. You know, and I, I help people make connections they may not be able to see being too close to their material. Exactly. You know, then there's the marketing aspect, it, it, it's, it's, which is it, it's a huge endeavor, but how do you present your, you know, what are the challenges you face presenting your material to different audiences mm-hmm. and uh, finding the perfect words to express them. And then there's publishing. Nowadays, there's so many different paths to publishing. There's mm-hmm. a traditional publishing route and self-publishing, so I can help an author navigate that. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, um, Basically finding somebody, you know, somebody that you can trust that will write a book that's exactly what your vision is, but much, much better. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's a book that people will buy and love and enjoy. Okay. Nice. And I, it's, it's separate from the coaching, but it's me and I bring my own um, you know, philosophy of mm-hmm. my own intuition when I work with somebody. And even with, I was explaining Finding Zoe describing Finding Zoe before, it was a beauty, I was the, really the perfect person to write this book because I was able to express uh, my co-author's life mm-hmm. through what I call the lens of perfection, which mm-hmm. is really just showing how, like, it was all divine timing. Like, Zoe, I mean, she could have ended up in the foster care, like, right. just terrible, and she ended up, I mean, it could, she could not have found the more perfect home, a mother that was a former Miss Deaf America, a father, both parents are leaders in the deaf community, mm-hmm. and she became deaf after she was born. So, mm-hmm. you know, so somehow I, <laughs> I always find the right person who uh, is looking for my unique, you know, spin on their story, or it, it, that seem, I seem to get these projects, like I know, okay, I'm, the, I'm supposed to write this for the person. Mm-hmm. That's good. Nice. Yeah. So for our listening audience who want to follow or contact you, where are you at on social media? Well, on uh, Twitter, I am at, at Gail Harris underscore. And my website, I have two websites, one focusing more on the intuition teaching, which is GailHarrisCoach.com. Mm-hmm. And then I also have my author site, which is GailHarrisAuthor.com. Gail Harris Author. Okay. Awesome. Well, Gail, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I have a clearer understanding now of my intuition. I'm um, so glad. Yes, yes. And I'm glad that um, a lot of things that I was assuming about it, you basically confirmed, so I was on the right track. Nice. Uh, yeah. See, I knew you would be, right? Yes, we yes. all we all are. Yeah. I appreciate well, thank that. you. You're welcome. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Good information. Always. Yeah. You have good guests. I, I, you know, great. I put a lot of time. 
by the effort I should be studying, but just trying to get guests just to stay on course with what I want the show to do. Right. Uh, we have a lot of people who, because I'm, I'm part of a couple booking services, so a lot of people contact us, but just trying to choose those ones who I think will stay aligned to the you know the purpose and the mission statement right. of the show. And I think it's also great for you to bring audience. Of course, it's like college um, uh, radio station. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out their life. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. And they're trying to figure out, what is this voice I hear? Uh-huh. So I think you have great guests that ties into your video audience mm-hmm. also. So Thank you. Keep up the good Thank work. You. Thank awesome. you. Are you ready for Christmas? Uh, yes. You are? As ready as going to be. I don't have any gifts ready for anybody. But do I you love do the a sh- holidays. you do a lot of shopping? I do. You do? I do. I enjoy the holidays. This is me. Okay, okay, so like started back in October. I'm getting excited about Christmas. Okay. Right now, I'm kind of getting fiz- I'm kind of getting depressive because I'm seeing okay, I might be alone on Christmas right. again. Probably, maybe about the second week in December, I'm gonna be over it. Right. I'm um, a, I wanted to put my tree up last week, but I had a paper. I'm gonna put my tree up this weekend. Wait, can we get through Thanksgiving? Let's do one holiday. See, I Why can't, are you rushing? I, I because if you put your tree up, then you really only have, what, a couple of weeks before you have to take it down. Right. That's if you take it down directly after Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. I'm just, I mean, what can I put up for Thanksgiving? I can't what, put no, a turkey. My neighbor puts up stuff for every holiday. I'm right. like, girl, take that stuff down. But, I mean, but, Like I walked up last night, she had all, I guess they have these new lights that you just shine on your mm-hmm, house, mm-hmm. and they look like lights. So I was like, I wanted to call the association. Because I'm like, she got half of us on my house. And I'm like, you got to move that over. Let, I'm going with my image. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, do you regift? No. Are we regifting? No. You don't regift? Never. So what do you do with all those gifts that you have that you know you'll never use? I donate. If I don't gift, I donate to... What do you mean you donate? Well, typically I get gifts I want. I mean, I don't uh-huh. get a whole lot of random gifts anymore. I so you don't you... get like another scar for another pair? I like scars. So You're think, making this difficult. I'm just okay. saying I don't. I like my gifts. I think my my family know who knows me now. They knows my style. Just give me a gift card, Bath and Body Works, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I buy hand soap for the year. I get uh-huh. a lot of Bath and Body, so I don't spend. You know, mm-hmm. so that helps out. Because like in the salon, I love my clients, right? And you know, I have clients who I, it's going to be a scar. Uh, do you know what this but is? It's a scar. Scarf looks good with your outfits. You are a scarf well. It's person. a certain scarf. No, that's I like long scarves where I can right. tie. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that like choke me because you know you gotta tie it. It's what do you call really those scarves? Oh. Just short. It's a short <laughs> scarf. <laughs> right. just short. So you know, usually that accompanies another gift. But right. I don't think there's anything wrong with regifting. I give to less. I give to um, Goodwill, Salvation Army. No, that's not giving. You're not, you just that stuff you don't want and you give to them. I'm You're giving. Just, but it's not out of your heart. You're not saying I don't want this gift. Well, so I don't I'm want going to, go to give to it to somebody else. I don't want That's to basically away. equivalent to not wanting to throw it in the trash. You're just going to take it to, to Goodwill. I know. That's you don't have an answer there. I know. I know. <laughs> do you have any New Year's resolutions? Have you done all that yet? Do you do that? I'm I'm going to do it this year. You are my my goal this year is, is just to be me, authentically me. You're not you. I think over time. Um, I think sometimes I conform. I'm not gonna lie. I think sometimes I conform, and I've done some things that not typically does not line up with who I am. Mm. So I'm gonna allow my passion to lead me and just be authentically me, because I am good enough. That didn't line up to who you are to for acceptance to for for what reasons? Um, it could be cur- like 
career things mm. that I explored and I thought this is what I want. But I was like, oh, after I try it out, I don't think this is the direction I want to go in. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I just continue to do it mm-hmm. instead of back it out when I know I need to back out. Mm. So I just want to be true to myself. Okay. So if we had to name one thing in 2016, look over 2016. You could get rid of one habit, just one that you do not want to take into 2017. What would be that habit? You know, this is the tricky part when the show ends. <laughs> but this is not. This is not even. We haven't even gotten to that part yet. We have. These are not. The we're questions. just still chatting. No, we're just still having the oh, chat. God, look, I get a little nervous. I'm over here pulling my collar. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, a habit. To me, I want to. I'll, I'll start. Okay. I want to not take because what holds me back most is me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not dealing with. What's the word? I'm not dealing with aging well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not dealing with that well. Okay. And I use it as, you know how some people will use it as a joke because it, I want to get to it before you get mm-hmm. to it? So I use that a lot, mm-hmm. my age, um, especially in school. Right. Obviously, being the oldest person, most of the times in class. Right. Sometimes I joke about it before, so it'll just remove the, the stress. Right. Um, but I, wanna, I want to... Not allow that to hold me back, but more more importantly, I want to. Um, I want to not compare myself to other because I think mm. comparison, right? Like me at my age, I'm comparing myself to other people, right. and I'm not where I want to be, right? So I allow that. Sometimes it even stop me from doing things. I'm like, you're too old to do that, right? Um, so I want to just not to allow really myself to generalize. All. I don't want to allow myself to get into my own, right. get in my own way. And like in 2017, I just want. I want that to be the year. It is. Yeah. And I think we talked about that last we time did. I was here. Yeah, yeah. And you're exactly where, and even though it's hard mm-hmm. to believe it, but you're exactly where you need to Wait, be. Because yeah. I think if it came early, you I would not have appreciated it. Yeah, you're right. So it's happening right on time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you started off at home. Right. And now you're at ODU. At home, at my desk, in my underwear and the tank top. Yes. Doing the show. Yes. Yeah. And now. Now I got on clothes. Right. At ODU, a part of their official radio station. Right. Who knows what's next? And this whole year, I would been co-host of the TV show mm-hmm. um, live with Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, just got hired today to. I'm doing hair and makeup though for Channel Three mm-hmm. News uh, for nice. a, for a TV show there. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are definitely happening. Yes, yeah. doors are opening. Yeah, but that still is not going to take away from you oh. telling me what habit you want to, to get rid of. I'm not present enough in, mom- in moments. I go through moments, uh-huh. but I never sit in the moment. I never understood when people say, you get be present. What does that mean? I'm, I'm not present. Um, You're um, just doing? I'm Is just that... doing. Uh-huh. And then it takes me a couple of weeks when I'm still. I'm like, gosh, I had a great week last week. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm great in crises. So we have a crisis oh, really? team. Okay. I, I, I'm great in crises. Cause mm-hmm. we, um, part of a crisis team, my job, unfortunately, last year, a family had um, got murdered. Mm-hmm. And we went out to provide services to the community. And I just did it. I was great. I was mm-hmm. on top. But at 8 o'clock at home, at night, I was like, oh, my God, somebody died. Like, yeah. It hit at that time. Oh. So it's not like I'm in the moment. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing well, in I the moment. I think that's a gift. But I miss out on so many opportunities. Because a lot of times, even when I'm here on the radio, mm-hmm. I tell you, yeah, I was on the radio. They're like, you were on the radio radio. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge deal. And I'm like, oh, that was a big deal. Yeah, but I think... It could have uh, it could have affected how you how you perform. 
it, it's good in the moment, but I need to be more present. I'm telling you, okay. I'm rushing through life. And, um, and again, Oprah, she speaks about that being present and present. enjoying and feeling the right. moment. Yeah. And I'm not feeling. I'm yeah. doing the moment. And that's yeah. two different things. And it was so crazy because I was walking out of a, a room mm-hmm. and this guy turned to me and said, I would have gone, I wouldn't have opened the door for you, but you are walking so fast. I seen him slow down. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lady in the grocery store, she said, the attendant, I was going to say hi, but you look, you were so much on a mission. I'm not present. I'm just doing these things I have to do. I'm, oh. not, I'm not in the moment. So, slow down. I got to slow down. Yeah. I'm missing out on so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with us talking about intuition mm-hmm. and we've talked about our, we've shared our stories with one another. There has to be a way because God is always present in yes. our lives, whether we recognize it or not, whether we um agree with whether he's doing or not Mm -hmm. but he's always present so in what way or in what area do you feel right now that god is working strongest in your life you know what Mm -hmm. this is a perfect conversation oh gosh i think right now it's with relationships oh okay Uh i am being stretched beyond uncomfortable really oh am i and i think that God has revealed some things I truly need to work on. He's going to give me my relationship, but I got to work on some things internally. Uh-huh. And so that you can handle it? When so it I can handle it. Uh-huh. Because I think that one of the reasons why this situation didn't work out, because I was like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. I was so surprised. Uh-huh. And he was like, this should be your norm. Yeah. So I got to change the way I respond to different things. Your inner messages to yourself. Right. Yeah. So he showed up. He's showing out. Uh-huh. He show, it's, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 What about you? For me, it is purpose. Everything is purpose. Now, for um, the person we had on last week, we were talking about, what were we talking about last week? It was, um, what was she talking about? Oh, t- to um, living in your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just telling her about, I was in this place. I definitely know one of the things God is doing for me right now. I'm in a place of transition. Right. Um, and for like 21 years, I've been a hair and makeup artist, a stylist, and all that. And I kind of feel like a couple of years ago, I felt my passion mm-hmm. for that lead. I'm still doing it because it's, what, it's, it's, it's how I make my living. But as far as my purpose being directly tied to that, I, don't, I feel like that's coming to, um, I won't say an end. I think mm-hmm. I always have a hand in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like God pulling me into another area. Yes. So, um, and, and I'm hearing a lot about purpose, a mm-hmm. lot of purpose. So on the inside, it definitely feels like because a whole bunch of things that he's delivered me from, a whole bunch of things that I've gone through that I thought, you know, was because I, I did something bad that he delivered me from. Right. I see he's using, he's going to use that yes. for this greater purpose that he has for my life. So right, right. now, I think just me and I feel I have a, a mentor, Demarcus Taylor, who was on the show, who... um He's an author. He's right here in the area. He's become my mentor. Right. Um, and I've shared with him my testimony, and he's like, you know, you need to get that testimony out. Yeah. And it's just, I just need to get to the point where I am confident because I still, I still care what people think, right. unfortunately. Um, so, and I know when my testimony is out, you know, it's going to be a lot of people look at me who'll be like, oh, okay. Right. Um, but I know I have to share it, and I know it's going to help a lot of people. It is. So, and then I know it's directly tied to my purpose. Right. So I feel right now the thing that he's really pulling me towards is my purpose. Right. Your pain turns into purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. There's purpose in your pain as well. Right. Um, but, you know, we're going to come back. We're going to take a, a break so that we can. We've been talking for a long time. So we're going to come right back. If I can get this open. We're going to come right back. And we're going to do my favorite part that you seem to be a little... What? What is the word? I'm a little concerned. I don't understand why you're concerned about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk to you about some other issues. 
some things that are going on with you. Okay? okay? All it. right. So we'll be, be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. What's going on, everybody? This is Neo for Life Beat. The music industry fights AIDS. When you're drunk or high, all you want to think about is what feels good. But think about this. Two Americans under the age of 21 are infected with HIV every hour of every day. Don't become another statistic. Use protection. To learn more about HIV and AIDS, go on to www.lifebeat.org. Respect yourself. Protect yourself. Hey, Nick Cannon here. So, of course, we all know there's lots of talent in America. But unfortunately, there's something else we've got way too much of. Childhood hunger. 17 million kids struggle with it in this country. But here's the thing. This problem is entirely solvable. Seriously, we already produce more than enough healthy, nutritious food in this country to feed every single last one of those hungry kids. We just need a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is out there every day gathering surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across the country. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Today in school I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school... I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Psst. 
it's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Face It in the studio with my girl Rhea Golf. Hey, hey. Good show. Yes. Good show. It's always a pleasure coming here. Now we are here to my, um, my favorite part. Oh. This is when I get to talk to you about you. Um, and sometimes I share my insight, but I really want to just talk about you. And we've shared a lot because right. we've talked before the show, during the show, during commercials. Uh, and we're pretty much on similar planes yes. right now. Yes. So I, one question I want to ask you is, who do you admire the most? Gosh, as far as a person? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, gosh, I really, I'm going to be honest, I really don't, I don't have an answer. Really? Who do I admire? Gosh. And that's probably my problem. I don't bother anybody. <laughs> um, really? You know, I, I think when I look when I look at people, I see the human part of people. We all have issues, whatever the situation may be. And I strive not to be like anybody mm-hmm. because I get, for me, that's the area of weakness. And I get, um, I start getting off my track mm-hmm. and going towards that person's track. Mm-hmm. So I try not to look up. I don't do a lot of social media. I don't do a lot of that stuff because I know for me that's a that's a weak a weakness of mine. Mm-hmm. So I okay. can't name somebody. Um, I'm pretty sure there is someone. I just don't know off the top of my head. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so if you were told that you, you never had to work again oh. and that everybody adored Rhea oh. as you are, mm-hmm. What would you spend your days um, doing to feel most fulfilled and most alive? I would um, travel, but I would do a lot more speaking engagements. I want to empower people. Speaking to who? Who would you speak to? Um, who would book you? Who would you? What, what, what would your demographic be? Or was it for everybody? Is I mean, a message for everyone? I think, I mean, I have a message for everyone, but it would definitely be, one would be the upcoming social workers coming into the field. Okay. Um, as a licensed clinical social worker, I think sometimes we go into the field for the wrong reasons. Mm. And you got to make sure that you have your, you have worked through your stuff, your mm. childhood stuff before you start helping other people. So mm. I love the upcoming BSW, MSW students. Why are we doing this? What is your why of going into the field and make sure you're going the right direction? So that would be my first um, um, group of people. And also um, for anybody in their 30s, just trying to manage life, 30 and plus. Mm -hmm. Because I think in my 20s, when life happened, I was a little bit more resilient. Mm -hmm. In your 30s, you are looking for who you are, trying to find more purpose in your life. So some of the setbacks, you don't bounce back as quickly Mm because you're trying to figure out how did I get here? Why am I here? And how do I not get here again? Right. So um, that was my population. Hmm. Okay. So, right. Well, we, we, we pretty much talked about what do we feel, the area that we feel God is right. working on. But what is your top priority right now? Is it relationships? It's relationships. Really? It is. I'm ready. I mean, I, I think I'm ready. But God says, you know, he's revealed. Would it thing. distract you or no? I think well, it, it will... I think I was so closed off mm-hmm. that um, I need people in my life. I think I get my my um, my person says I am too comfortable being by myself. 
You're too comfortable. Yes. Which means that sometimes when issue arise, I don't want to work through it. Mm-hmm. I can just, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I can go back and be by myself. Mm-hmm. That's my safety net is being alone. So for and you me, know that you do this. I know that I do this. Uh-huh. I have, I'm self-aware. I'm self-aware. Uh-huh. So for me to work through the issue and keep the relationship intact, uh-huh. that is new. That is that is an area that I'm working on. Because okay. it's easy for me to walk away, honey. I, I enjoy myself. We uh-huh. do some great things together. We go to you know <laughs> we go to dinner. I go to movies. I you know I went to adventure park with, with zipline. I mean I love by my, yourself. Yes. Are you serious? I love myself. No, I can do the shopping. I can do the dinner. Yes. I can do the movies. I don't know if I can go to an amusement park by myself. I can. Like I love myself, and that's the I think that's my Achilles heel. Uh-huh. I love myself a little bit too much, probably. Uh-huh. Like, but I'll just decide. I. Instead of me just trying to work through some things, I feel like, honey, I can do me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's scary. I well, well, we love you. I know I do. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on the show. Uh-huh. Share how people can follow you, your social media. I am on um, Facebook at Rhea Golf, mm-hmm. um, R-H-A-E-A-G-O-F-F. Um, my Instagram is The Solutionist 101, mm-hmm. and I'll be changing that because it's going to be scoring in life. Yes. Because that's all about, when we talk about all about managing life, the ups and downs, mm-hmm. and just going forward despite the obstacles you're facing. And when is that going? When are you going to start your YouTube? Tuesday. Next oh, Tuesday. Oh, really? That soon? Yes, I started recording. In the midst of my um, depression, uh-huh. um, it, it helped me through it. So right. I'm launching it Tuesday, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm posting two videos, so it'll be scoring in life at TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, thanks again for coming on. We're definitely going to have you back on. Yes. Um, and we're going to work on that kickoff. Yes, for... I am, yes, I am on the committee. Yes. I, I, not on the ice committee on this one. <laughs> I am on the committee of sending Will off. Yes, yes. All right. So um, next week we will not be here because of Thanksgiving. The um, school will be closed. But um, we just have two more shows. So we have the last show in December and then the first week in I mean, last in November and then the first week in December. And then we'll be gone until, I think, the 10th of January. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to try to make those last. Yeah, exactly. So until next week, everybody be blessed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. to America is be true to what you said on paper.
Hi, Fashion Hotline. Help. My family's New Year's resolution is to be more active, but we could use some new styles for motivation. Run into Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now. All Old Navy active styles for the family are up to 50% off. Kick it into gear with leggings, mesh tees, and more. Up to 50% off? Ooh, I'm feeling motivated already. Tops start at just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids, with compression leggings and active pants from $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Kids, get a move on. We're going to Old Navy. Hurry in for up to 50% off all Old Navy active right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1-3 through one ten. Excludes and store clearance. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.